Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Worth Playing For podcast. This is going to be my recap and review of episode three of Survivor South Africa, season eight, Immunity Island. Um, so I've been loving the season so far. Uh, I thought the first two episodes were great. And we have, you know, even more unpredictability, even more question in this episode as we get a swap already in episode three. Um, so that, and, you know, produces a pretty exciting result on um, some new questions and some new, you know, shakeups within the game. Um, and, you know, we, we definitely saw a lot more of one tribe than we did of the other today. Um, so definitely, you know, interested to see the swap part two take place next episode as we kind of see more of the dynamics start to shake out on the other side. Um, but definitely another strong episode here. I've been really loving this season. Um, and again, just, just so happy to have New Survivor back on our TVs here. Um, so, you know, just a heads up, spoiler warning, if you have not watched episode three of Survivor South Africa season eight, I would definitely recommend you go and watch that now. Um, if not, you're you're going to get privy to all the spoilers, and uh, hopefully you enjoy hearing all about this episode. Um, so as a recap, what happened in the last episode, episode two, uh, we pretty much saw a lot of the Vuna tribe, the Orange tribe, as we saw pretty much a war between Pinty and Carla. Um, we, and we kind of have this chain uh, on the old Vuna, right, of um, Mike and then Carla, and then they're kind of connected to Kieran, who's connected to to Warda and Anesu, to Tyson, then from Tyson to to Paul and Chappies and, and Pinty. So it's kind of this, this big line, and you can kind of throw in Santony um, back in where, where Chappies and Paul are now. Um, but, and she has a little bit more connections to the other side as well. So we pretty much had a chain over at, um, over at the old Vuna tribe, and Essentially, both sides were, were almost doing a tug of war for the the Anesu and Tyson and Kieran contingent. Those are really, you know, those are the meeting of the minds over at the Vuna tribe. That's the core of the tribe. Them three are super tight, um, and they pretty much decided who was going to go home. In the end, um, Pinty was just, they couldn't really achieve unity with Pinty when they, they, they felt like they could probably achieve unity with Mike on the tribe better than Pinty. So Mike ended up staying, and Pinty ended up getting the second boot here um and yet in the preview you know we we were told there's going to be a swap coming into this episode and anything could really happen right i found it pretty difficult to to make power rankings last time just because anything could happen in the swap i tried to judge it based on who had the best relationships you know what kind of potential there was going to be and obviously the swap gets it's a super weird outcome that i'm excited to kind of talk about a little bit more um but anything could happen um so should be a super exciting episode to get into here um, so yeah, we start off on day seven, um, and you know Carla is pretty stoked that she pulled this off. Right, she was debating, you know, is this the time to make a move? Should I be going out on a limb here um, for Mike? And and she did, right? Um, she she made the move. She was able to pull it off, um, and she's pretty happy that you know her her number one ally is still in the game. Um, and Esu is kind of reeling from making this tough choice, right? She she didn't want to have to vote out Pinty, but you know Pinty was rubbing people the wrong way, or as Anessu would say, rubbing up people the wrong way. Um, and, and, you know, she didn't want to have to vote up Pinty, but that's just, it, it's what it came to. Um, so, and, and Esu is, is still kind of, you know, processing it emotionally. And Paul begins to look for, you know, who the mastermind was that pulled off this blindside. He begins throwing credit to Mike way, Mike, he throwing credit Mike's way. Um, and this, you know, starts to frustrate Carla, who, you know, she wants some, some recognition. She wants some credit. She wants some props. Um, although she probably shouldn't want this. Um, if they, they knew that she was the strategic mind out of, out of her and Mike, um, that probably wouldn't be a good thing for her based on what happens in this episode because Mike is perceived to be the strategic one out of, out of that pair. Um, and it's probably the way that Carla wants it to be for now. Um, so although she wants some credit, it's it's probably best for her game in the long run that she didn't get any credit for this move. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what's happening there. Um, and then in the morning, we kind of see this meeting of the minds, right? And that's who Tyson and Kieran... Um, they know that Chappies and Paul are going to scramble now. They're they're going to do whatever they can to to better their position and, and figure out their numbers. And um, but they also know that they're at the center of this tribe, right? So Ch- whatever Chappies and Paul attempt to do, it's probably gonna it's somewhat involve them going to them, um, asking for their votes to get out Carla and Mike. So they're going to continue to play the middle, continue to play both sides, um, and figure out you know what to do next. Um, but Chappies and Paul, you know, they're going to scramble. They need to figure out what to do next as they just lost an ally. They were left out of the vote. Although in the, the secret scenes from last episode, I guess it was revealed that Chappies knew exactly what was happening. 
Um, and I think Paul did too, and that's why he voted for Warda because he, he didn't like her cooking or something. Um, so they weren't necessarily left out of it, but they they kind of kept with it just to to give off the the charade that they were out of the loop. I'm not really sure what happened there, um, but you know, so they need to figure out their next move, and they kind of pin you know they probably need to um, to get close with Antony, right? Get some information about Immunity Island, um, and and she's kind of a number that's waiting to be swooped up. Um, and, you know, Mike kind of recognizes the powers is split pretty evenly over their six, um, over the six of Mike, Carla, Warda, Kieran, Tyson, and Anesu. The problem is you and Carla don't have any relationships. Um, Anesu and Tyson and Kieran can go either way if they want to. Um, you and Carla don't have that ability. You're, you're really stuck here. Um, and so, sure, the power is in the fact that you guys voted together. Um, but, you know, they could easily just flip on you the next vote. Um, so it's not necessarily split evenly over over the six of you, as like Mike and Carla don't have a ton of social capital. Um, like they can't control anything. They can just make a pitch to Anesu in hopes that Anesu is going to use her power to 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 give them what they want. Um, but you know they they know that their next move should be Chappies, cut him off before he gets too much momentum. Um, and and Mike and Carla say they want Santini out next, and then Chappies. Um, and then we see the previewed scene uh, of Chappies and Santini talking. Um, she decides to share her idol clue with Chappies, letting him know that, you know, this should hold at both camps. It should be a clue here, should be a clue there. It looks like they kind of start searching, but they don't find anything. I don't know how, considering Tyson is going to find it later in like the matter of a second and a half. Um, but so somehow they, they don't end up finding this one. Um, and, and Santini tells Chappies it's just for the other camp. So I'm not really sure what's going on there, but... Um, good on Chappies for getting the information. Good for Santini for, for using it to reach out and hopefully not revealing everything. Um, because we don't see Santini really look for the idol at the other camp. We see Chappies look for the other idol. So, um, you know, it it's not great. It's not a great look on Santini, the fact that she knows where three idols are um, and two of them have gone to other people. Because um, I'm going to assume Chappies is going to get the idol, not Santini. Um, but at least she doesn't give the third one. Um, so I guess that that's good from Santini that she doesn't tell... Chappie's the clue for the one to travel council because that probably is not the right call. Um, so yeah, they don't find anything. We got a small scene over at Zamba, which was thrown in there, and um, I'll explain you know what I think of this scene um, as I go throughout the episode. But this is a really weird clip to get of Zamba because this is all we get of this group. Um, we got a really odd scene of Teresa and the blondes. I'll call them because so it's Teresa, Amy, um, Marisha, and Nicole. And Teresa says, you know, I want to work with you guys, but I, I can't really believe you. So, like, please prove to me that that I can trust you. And, you know, Nicole takes issue with this. And, and Nicole tells Teresa, like, you know, you need you need to prove to us that we can trust you. Like, we we have the majority. We have the numbers. Um, and, and so you need to show us that we can trust you. Like, we don't owe you anything. Um, and, and, she so, and she tells Teresa, like, like, you need trust way more than we do. And Teresa is like, is that a threat? Um, and, you know, they all want to work together, but the trust isn't there. And unfortunately, if, if you're Teresa in this situation, like you really have to just like suck it up and go with what they're saying. Um, although it's it's not a great look on them and you definitely don't want to kind of succumb to their their pressure and their tactics. It's kind of just what you have to do. Um, it, it's not great. It's definitely not ideal. But at the end of the day, you're in the minority. And if you do want to work with them um, long term, you just have to get your foot in the door any way you can at this point. Um, but it's really weird that the scene is here. And, you know, I noticed in particular, like we, we see, we hear a lot from Nicole and we don't have to, um, you know, we, we hear a couple clips from her now and we, we hear a clip from her before the swap and after the swap. And we, we we're hearing a lot from Nicole. And I noticed that last episode too, that usually whenever we're looking for like a spokesperson to, to tell us a random fact about what's going on at camp, Nicole is usually the one that provides that, um, which, you know, again, can go one or two ways. Either she is like a long-term character for the season or she's in trouble. Um, and based on the fact that we got this scene of, of Teresa being, you know, turned off by, by the ladies here, um, I, I think she's in trouble. And, you know, I'm, I'm worried. I mean, I don't really have much emotional attachment to her. But I'm worried for Nicole going into this next episode. Um, we've, we've seen a lot from her when we don't really need to have seen a lot from her. Um, obviously, Teresa can flip if she wants to. She has Dino with her. She has Keon. If you know, if the two of them 
or if even just one of the two wants to make a move, they can make a move. Um, and so with the power of, of, you know, that idol that Tyson ends up finding, something could happen here. And if, you know, and if, you know, Tyson and Inesu and Kieran go to, let's say, Kian and Teresa saying, you know, would you guys be down to vote for one of your tribe members? And they say, yeah. And then Inesu's like, yo, who is it? Um, the name that's going to come out of Teresa's mouth is, that's going for Nicole. Um, that is going to be the move. Um, and I feel like if any of the five Zamba members are are, are vulnerable here, um, I, I feel like N- Nicole is probably the most vulnerable out of all of them. Um, and I, I feel like I don't want to read too much into the edit because I, I don't love doing that, but I, I feel like that's what my mind is, is going towards. Like, I, I think Nicole could be in danger here. Um, and I, I see it as a likely scenario happening, right? Like, she hasn't created those bonds um, she doesn't seem to be like really well integrated with, with Rainier. Um, and, and so she has some relationships, but I don't know if it's the right ones. Um, so yeah, they come to the reward challenge and here's where we get the swap. Um, so they all drop their buffs. It's time to swap and Nico hands out all the buffs. And I think he's handing it out. He has like a guy's urn and a girl's urn, um, because the numbers come out really wonky here. Um, so basically six people from each tribe are switching to the other. Um, so there's only three people on each beach that are staying there. Um, on the Vuna tribe, Kieran, Tyson, and Anesu are staying there. And so let's talk about that for a second. So I mentioned that you kind of have this, this chain of people on Vuna. The core of that chain, the center of that tribe, is Kieran, Tysu, Tyson, and Anesu. Those are the people with all the relationships. And so you're plucking that core of the tribe out, leaving three people on one side, three people on the other side. Um, and so right away, like, I'm, I'm like, man, that that's an interesting group um, because, you know, which way are, are they going to go? Um, and, and so you, you, you basically leave six members of a tribe, three, like three versus three, and then you throw in Anella, Amy, and Sean. Um, and so that's super interesting in terms of like what actually happens on Vuna um, with, with the six new members and then Kieran Tyson and Nessu, I, I don't really know which way to read it. Um, like we're not really led to believe that any one of them is in huge danger. Um, like I, like I said, like it, it sounds like a flip is is bound to happen at some point. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll talk about when we when we get into the power rankings because we see essentially nothing um, from Vuna in this episode, which I think is good for for Kieran Tyson and Nessu because those are I mean three of my favorites on this season. Um, and you know it's good for them that they they have a, a tight minority. Um, but obviously being in the minority is not great, especially when it's, you know, three players who have proved themselves to be fairly competent players. Um, I'm really hoping they can get out of this and kind of maneuver their way through the rest of this. And then on the Zomba beach, the only three that stay there are Amy, Anella, and Sean, and then they kind of inherit the three versus three. So um, on, on the Zomba tribe, we get a firm, you know, three versus three versus three. We have three different groups. And then on the, the orange tribe, it's a little bit more fluid. We have a tight three, of Kieran, Tyson, and Nessu. And then we, we kind of have a tightish three of Rainier, Nicole, and Marisha. But again, like that's not very tight. Then we have Dino, who's kind of floating around there, who, who's probably more in with Rainier. And then we have Kian, and who we haven't heard anything from the last two episodes. Um, then we have Teresa, who like I, I think she's probably the most likely to flip. Um, but she obviously can't do it alone. So... Um, I'm definitely interested to see more of, of the Vuna camp next time because um, it'd be really interesting to see how that shakes out. And I, I hope that those three in the minority can can find a way out of this because I, I think though like Kieran, Tyson, and Nessu are all really strong players. Um, so yeah, just a really weird way to shake out the tribes. Like the fact that both of them end up being 6-3 instead of 5-4, I thought was, you know, a weird choice. I I don't really know how that was split up, but anyways. Um, so they get this reward challenge. It's essentially like five different wrestling matches. And for each one of these matches, um, they're going to get a reward. I don't really know like why they need so many rewards. Like there's the first one is, I didn't even catch what the first one was, but then it's like chairs and, and blankets and a tarp. And then these like this protein powder buffet. Um, like why is this like the easiest season ever? And then they throw in like an, an advantage and immunity challenge. Like, they're they're okay like they're, they're fine like they literally got like five baskets of fruit on the first day that they're still eating like we they always have i don't even know if they've had to cook rice yet like 
they're going to be okay. Like, we don't need to keep giving these people all the rewards in the world, but whatever. Like, I'm sure it's probably sponsored by, by a ton of people, and, and that's what they have to do. But it, it's just so strange why there's so many rewards. Because um, they have, you know, it's it's very like um, the beginning of Survivor South Africa Champions a little bit in that each challenge has its own reward. I'm not sure why they did that. Um, but once the challenge starts, Santini kind of starts to panic um, and like knows that she needs to let someone know about the idol. Um, she knows where it is on the other beach. She obviously can't get it. So she tells Paul that whoever he faces, he should tell them about the idol if it works out. Um, she tells them the clue that there's an idol three paces north of the waterfall. Just tell that to whoever you get matched up with. Luckily, he gets matched up against uh, Tyson, which, you know, works out perfectly for them because that is, you know, their probably closest ally on the other side. Um, so he is able to, to pass that on to Tyson. Everyone sees, like, Dino immediately picks it up, although he's not, like, really subtle about um, letting everyone know, like, he's sitting right beside Kieran um, and when he's like, yo, like, um, Paul just told Tyson something. So but he's not, definitely not subtle about this, but, like, it's good that he picked it up and Rainier picked it up too. Um, and so it's it's definitely not subtle. Like, they know that they should look out for Tyson, but at least Tyson has the information. I guess the plan worked, kind of. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so Nicole and Carla battle first, Nicole wins, um, and then Paul beats Tyson, um, and then, uh, Chappies beats Rainier, um, Marisha beats Warda, and then the final round for this huge protein buffet, um, and Nella ends up beating Dino here, and because, you know, the, the Vuna tribe only has four guys, like, they only have, um, Dino, Rainier, Tyson, and, Kieran, I guess Kieran didn't want to go up, so Dino was the next obvious choice, and he has a huge mismatch against Anella here, um, and Anella wins pretty easily. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of the big takeaway is that everyone kind of knows um, that that Tyson now has this clue. Um, and so we get, uh, I'll talk about a bit of the Vuna before we get into everything going over at Zamba. Um, so when Vuna gets back to camp, um, they're getting comfortable, you know, the old Vuna 3 are tight, right? That Kieran, Anesu, and, and Tyson contingent, they're very tight. Um, but Tyson, you know, feels nervous, says, you know, I don't want to be here. This is not an ideal situation for me. I got to prioritize finding this idol, which you might as well, right? Everyone kind of suspects it anyway. So you might as well just get it done. Um, and he seems to find it very quickly. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's bad stuff from him. Um, so he, he's able to find this idol. Everyone, you know, everyone takes note that he's gone for a bit. Um, but, you know, it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, I don't think. Like, they, they were going to assume that he had a clue either way so if he can just get it over with um and find the idol before he raises too much suspicion i think that's fine that way he can spend the rest of his time trying to make some relationships and, and find it in um so he found the idol um he's he's super stoked he he wants to tell um kieran and anessu which is the right call he tells them both they all kind of you know feel excited that they finally have a lifeline um and they, they might have an out to at least make it one vote farther try to make it to the next swap um and at least just survive the situation that um, isn't great. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think it's just good that they found this right off the bat. That way they don't have to worry about trying to find it right before a vote. And they can, they have this immunity idol. They have, you know, a lifeline in their back pocket. They can spend the rest of the time trying to make these relationships. And I think when you look at people like Keon and Teresa, um, you know, I, I think these are people who they can very well connect with. Um, I like, I mean, Anesu looks like one of the best social players that this game has really ever seen. Like, the way she is able to connect to every single person is incredibly impressive. Um, so I have no doubt she'll be able to connect to Teresa and um, and Kion very well. Um, so, you know, and, and Kieran's excited. Uh, he hopes that, you know, if Tyson can tell him about it, then he might be willing to play it on him if need be. I think that's a stretch. I and I, I know that Kieran and Nessie are definitely gonna have to guide Tyson through this process of playing this idol. Um, but hopefully it is an idol for the tribe, although you never really know with Tyson. He definitely is someone who is keen to play the individual game, so I wouldn't put past him to to hold on to it a little bit. Um, but we'll see. Um so now let's focus on Zamba because that's pretty much all we're gonna get uh, from Vuna the entire time. Um, so, you know, the, the old Vunas, when they get there, are, are very impressed by the camp. You know, Mike says they've been living in the suburbs, their camp is so nice. And we immediately start to get, oh, we get this fun scene at the start when Sean leads the new people over to, like, the water well. He gives them a tour, and Hanella, like, scans the reward for any clues. He takes, you know, a page out of Sean's book. Um, he scans rewards for clues and any advantage they can get, steals two protein bars, and just mucks them. 
Um, and, you know, the rest of the tribe, eventually, when they come back, work through the reward, and they only count seven protein bars, and they don't question it at all. They're just like, hey, seven protein bars, like, great, we'll just split it up. Um, and so, you know, credit to Anella that no one catches on. Uh, but, like, he definitely knows, like, man, they could easily just expose me here. Um, but, you know, good on Anella, I guess, get that protein um, and don't get caught. So, I guess, good on him. But he, he also knows that, you know, he's in the bottom now, he's up for this challenge, but he definitely needs to to be a little bit more on than he has been the last few days. Um, and so now we start to get this kind of rearranging of all the pieces, right? Um, Mike knows that they have to keep Chappies and Paul in line or else they could flip and make it a 5-4 vote. Um, and Carla, you know, says, you know, screw keeping Chappies and Paul in line. Let's just go to, let, let's try to be the first to claim this additional three, right? Because we have one faction of Mike, Carla, and uh, Warda, one faction of um, Anel, Anella, Amy and Sean, and then the other faction of Chappies, Paul, and Santini. And so Carla's like, you know what, like, let's just pull in um, Amy and Anella and Sean and, and just see what we can happen. Like, let's try to throw Chappies under the bus, throw Paul under the bus. Um, and, and Mike isn't a fan for some reason. Like, he, he Mike seems to be very particular that the Voonstrong is the right play um, and that Carla is being way too aggressive. Um, and Mike, like, tries to calm Carla down, which is a really weird scene. Um, it, again, it's really a strange edit that we're getting that Mike it was able to survive the last episode and it was all because of Carla, but yet now Mike is trying to shut down Carla and now he goes home. Like it, it's, it's strange. Um, and, but everyone seems to be so turned off to Mike. Um, and like, especially once Ch like Chappie starts talking to Amy, starts talking to Santini, like everyone like doesn't like Mike and that we don't know why, um, and, you know, clearly it's something they're not showing us because, you know, like, I mean, Mike was my winner pick, so I'm obviously disappointed here, um, but I can't figure out what is wrong here. Um, like, they, they are all turned off against Mike. They haven't really shown us why. It's just because apparently he's strategic and he plays too hard, but we haven't seen that. We we see Carla playing too hard and Mike just kind of following along. Um, and so I'm, I'm not really sure what the deal is and, and why everyone seems to be so turned off to Mike. Um, but apparently that's the case. Um, so he tries to, you know, tell Carla to chill a little bit. Um, the two talk it out, and Carla, she's just so turned off against Chappies and Paul. She wants to see them gone. And so let's just bring in Anella and, and Amy and Sean. Let's vote off Chappies and Paul and, and, and not worry about it. Um, so somehow, you know, even though Carla is the one playing aggressively, Carla is the one um, causing the friction, Mike is going to take all the heat here. Again, I'm not really sure why. Um, like, I thought it would make more sense to vote off Carla, even though I, I really like Carla. I think she's a, an awesome character um, and seems like a great person. Like, I, I think it makes more sense for them to vote off Carla, uh, but they don't. They Everyone everyone puts the heat on Mike, and I, I don't know why. Um, so Chappie starts looking for an idol when Amy stumbles upon him, and this is kind of our key sequence, right? Amy reports to him that she spoke to Mike and Carla, who are gunning for him hard. Um, and so, you know, this this attempt that like they end up making saying, hey, let's just stick Voon strong. Chappies and Paul know that that's just a backup plan because Mike and Carla were already gunning for him. Um, and so Amy says, you know, she doesn't feel great about working with Mike. He's very calculated. He's very controlling. And so she just proposes that her and Ella and Sean just side with, with Chappies and Paul. Um, they have five there. They can, like, Chappies can pick someone. They can flip on them. Um, Amy's down for this. And, you know, it, it's great for her. Um, and, and, you know, huge props to Amy here. I think she does a great job, you know, navigating all of this. Um, like, huge props to her. We obviously saw a bit of her strategic, um, like, mind when when she was working with Rainier a little bit. Um, but she, she makes an amazing play here. Um, like, she, she not only, like, appeals to Chappie and, and, and takes advantage and capitalizes on her position in the middle, but she completely throws Mike and Carla under the bus. Um, so in a, in a day... When Mike and Carla finally start to to make a relationship with, with Chappies and Paul and Santini, um, Chappies and Paul already know that it's just a last ditch effort from them, um, and that they were never really genuine about it anyway. It's just you know a contingency plan, and so so great job from Amy throwing Mike and Carla under the bus. Um, it's a great play on her part. So she would rather work with Chappies and Paul and Santini. They can they can pick a person, vote them out, and keep it nice and simple. Um, she relays this to Santini, who, who's excited because Santini, she's like, how, she's just going to go with the numbers. But now she, the numbers happen to be her friends, Chappie and Paul. Um, and so Santini's thrilled. And so they, they seem to have a solid six. We don't hear anything from Sean at all this episode. Um, 
but Sean looks like he's integrated well in the six. And like we can see, like even post media challenge, that Anella and Sean seem to have a better relationship with, with Chappies and Paul than than Mike and Carla ever did. Um, and this is why you know power structures are fine. Like you can be in your alliance at the old Luna, but it literally doesn't look like Mike and Carla made any effort over the, the first six days to even talk to to Chappies and Paul whatsoever. Um, and so that that's the problem. It's not the it's not the blind side that happened to Pine Tea. It's not where the alliances stand. It's just the fact that there's no relationship. Like in less than 24 hours, um, Anella and Sean were able to make, and Amy for that matter, were able to make better bonds with Chappies and Paul and Santini than, than Mike and Carla ever were, um, which is a huge knock on, on both of their games, right? Um, to, to, to be in such a tight duo from the beginning, um, and, and sure they had a couple connections with, with Kieran and Nessu, that, that's fine, um, but to be in such a tight duo from the beginning and not even try to make a relationship with a couple of the members on your tribe puts you in a terrible position for the swap. Um, so we, we have that, that you know, that six, they look pretty solid over at the Zamba camp. And so we get to our immunity challenge here. They arrive at the immunity challenge. Uh, so the, the challenge is basically five members are going to kind of, they, they swim, they run up this ramp, they jump, um, they swim some more to get a ring, and they swim back. And so five tribe members are going to have to do this. Um, and once they have relayed all five rings back to their platform, they will attempt to like throw the ring on like a floating, you know, T post type thing. Um, and as Zomba's advantage, they will start with one ring already back at their platform. And so they only have to retrieve four. Again, I, I think the protein reward was, was sufficient. I don't know if they needed to throw in an immunity challenge advantage here, uh, but I guess it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, so they're off. Sean and Rainier kind of start neck and neck. Mike and Risha keep pace. Um, with Mike taking a slight lead, Tyson and Carla are up next as, as Carla starts to struggle a bit climbing up the obstacle because it, it's now wet, it, it's slippery to climb up the ramp when it's wet, which is fair. Um, but she is able to make up time and she beats Tyson back. Um, Warda and Nicole take off next and, and Nicole makes up a lot of ground here and pretty much like erases any lead that, that Mike and Carla were able to build. Um, so Nicole is able to beat Warda back, um, but the thing is now, Zamba is now done, um, so Anessa needs to go back for that last one as Zamba starts shooting. Um, and so, you know, super intense watching them all throw. Um, Zamba pretty much lands the first one just as Vuna starts shooting. Um, Zamba lands the second one, but then Vuna is able to, to get three, like pretty much right off the bat, giving him a 3-2 lead. Paul lands one. Um, we see Kieran really emerge as like a, sh a sharpshooter here. Um, he seems to be like the main throw over there. So he lands... Um, the pretty much all of them he lands a fourth one paul ties it up at four um and you know really impressed him from paul that he's not only throwing them and he's like the main one that's landing them all but he's also swimming to get each one too um so big props to paul um really asserting himself as a, as a challenge competitor here um but so it is tied for four kieran does make his last throw um and he you know huge performance from him right he's the sharpshooter he won this challenge first team and he saved himself really himself and his allies for at least a couple more days um Savuna does win the challenge um you know not a huge surprise obviously we saw a ton of zombo before the challenge so um the season of survivor south africa has been pretty transparent transparent as to who is going to win each challenge um because they like the edit seems to be pretty clear um uh, so it's pretty clear that you know zomba is, is in trouble here um, and so hopefully we get to see a little bit more of what's going on at Vuna, but I honestly don't care if they win some immunities here. Um, I'd like to see Kieran, Inanesu, and Tyson all have deep runs on this season, so I didn't mind them winning this challenge. Um, so now we get to the the other mechanic here. So Vuna gets to send someone from Zamba to Immunity Island. Um, and, you know, right away I'm like, they're probably just going to send Amy because Vernier is probably going to pull for them. Um, because they have uh, six of the old Zamba on their tribe, they're probably going to send an old Zamba. Um, and because, you know, Marisha's over there, Nicole's over there, Rainier's over there, Amy is the obvious choice. Um, so they send Amy. Um, and, you know, that that's kind of what shows up on a mechanic like this. Um, we saw in the Island of Secrets that, you know, the, the Saula tribe was just dominating and sending all their allies to the, to the island. And that is, that, it's the correct strategy, right? Um, so no shock that Amy is going to go there. Um, Chappies and Sansony try to whisper to Amy that, you know, she should try to keep her vote if possible. Um, while Amy is just glad that, you know, her, her friends have her back um, and that they're looking out for her and, and that they prioritize her safety. So, you know, win-win from everyone there. Um, so Amy arrives at Immunity Island here. 
Um, she reads the note in full, which I really appreciated um, because now we know what, what the castaways know. Um, and I, I th- I'm glad they included that. It's just, you know, a, a clear way for the audience to kind of get a, a, a pretty a cut and dry description of the rules of Immunity Island. Um, and so she gets this choice. I think she might end up regretting it once she reads the clue, but she wants the immunity around her neck. So she decides to stay in play. Um, she tells us that, you know, she's got faith in Anala that, that he's going to be safe um, and that, that he's going to be able to work with chappies and, and decide on a vote. Um, she, she left that tribe in pretty good shape. Um, and if she had some doubts, then she would definitely come back with immunity, contribute her vote and, and give it to him. Um, but it, it's, it's the right call. Like Anala seems to have demonstrated his, his, um, his strategic ability pretty well. Um, so, so put your faith in him. I think that's good. And, you know, um, if they were in danger, then what difference would it make, right? She'd be coming back, giving immunity to Anella, and then either her and Sean would be going next. Um, and so, and so what's really the difference? She might as well take the immunity for herself. Um, and, and at the end of the day, like, because it's three groups of three, um, there's no situation where it's going to be a five to four vote, essentially. Um, and so, it should just it should be fine. Um, and Amy makes the right decision, but she probably is going to regret it once she reads the rules um, and the potential advantage or disadvantage. Um, and so the advantage here is if she wins her her minute long challenge here, they get to raid the other camp. If she loses, the other camp gets to raid them. And in either way, the the raider gets to take three items from from whatever camp they raid. And so she doesn't feel great about winning because she doesn't want to. Um, take items from from her friends over at the other side um and so you know she tries to reluctantly move some pieces around i wasn't sure whether she'd be able to like um basically cancel uh, um her choice to stay and play once she saw what the the advantage or disadvantage was um, but obviously she was not because i'm assuming she probably would have switched um once she had read it um so you know she she participates she tries to move some pieces around um but doesn't come up successful here um, and because everyone knows she's at Immunity Island, obviously, if, you know, the other tribe gets a clue saying um, and they won their tribe, their their challenge at Immunity Island, they now get to raid you. It wouldn't be the best look for, for Amy, so I definitely see where she's coming from here. Um, but she loses the challenge, and now um, she has to go back and send the message to her camp that they're going to be raided. Um, and Amy is, like, struggling to figure out how she's going to tell this information. Um and I, I don't know why you wouldn't just tell the truth. Um, I, I don't know why you need to make it more complicated for yourself. Um, I, I think that Amy, like just saying, hey, like the reward was we got to raid them. The the disadvantage was they get to raid us. I, I lost the challenge. It was a puzzle. I wasn't good at it. And I lost, you know, tough beans. Like why, like why is she overthinking this? Why does she have to lie here? I don't really see the reason. But anyway, so the rest of Zamba comes back. Um, and Mike is trying to, con- you know, consolidate a vote onto Anella. He goes to Santini Warda um, and says, you know, guys, let's stay strong. Let's just vote Anella. And again, is it the right play strategically? Absolutely. The problem is you don't have any relationship with Santini or Trapeze or Paul. You, you've completely isolated yourself this whole game. They barely even know who you are. Um, Anella and Sean already have better relationships when, with them than, than you do. Um, and so... His pitch is great, right? Like when when he pulls everyone aside for for their big I don't know what they call it, a, a corporate meeting or something. Um, I, I don't know what word they used, um, but you know when they have their big meeting, um, everything he's saying is is completely correct. And so he ends up pulling in all six of them and basically says that you know, like it's in our best interest to stick together. We need the six numbers. Um, it's in all of our best interest because if we flip, we're we're now at the bottom of that tribe. Once we get to the merge, we can reunite with, you know, Anesu and, and Kieran and, and Tyson. We can stay strong and, and we can win this game. Like, let's not turn on each other now. He he tells Chappies, like, correctly, like, identifying that Chappies is the power player. Um, if, if you vote out me, you're not going to have the numbers. You're going to be a big tar- target come the merge. Um, and you need as many numbers as you can. I'm your number. And everything Mike is saying is completely correct. Um, I, I can't fault him for any of it. The problem is... No, they don't trust you. Um, and so ideally, Mike needs to go to to Chappies and Paul being like, hey, like, if you stick with me, like, it's me, it's 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 us three and Carla till the end. Like, let's vote off Warda, screw her. Who cares about Santini? Like, make some sort of side deal with them and, and promise them more than, than final six. Um, but the thing is, there, there's absolutely no foundation and there's no trust. 
um, Chappies and Paul don't trust him. Like they, they were trying to campaign for them to leave um, like 24 hours ago. Um, and so Chappies and, and Paul never really seem to buy it here. Um, and so and, and because Chappies is, is the power player here, um, he he really makes a decision. So like before the meeting, Mike tried to convince Santini, um, but Santini knows that she has to go to Chappies first. Um, and so she tries to relay this information to Chappies, but she actually just relays it to Anella and Sean. And just that enough should be enough to tell us that um, it's not going to happen. Like Sant- It's not that they don't even have Chappies. They don't even have Santini. Um, and that's that's vote number four. That's not vote number five or six. That's vo- vote number four they, they have lost. Um, and so Santini immediately spills it to Anella and Sean. Um, immediately cluing us in that there there is no chance that Mike is staying here. Um, and then Alan Sean just kind of laugh. They just say, you know, let's get rid of Mike, whatever. Um, Chappies does kind of play along with the, this meeting of the minds that happens with the final six. And again, Mike is saying all the right things. It's just there, there's no strategy. Um, and, and that's not the way to do it, right? And that, that, I think, is the problem that super fans have when they go on Survivor is, you know, we listen to these podcasts, right? We, you listen to the podcast, you listen to the analysis, and you know the right move. And so Mike knows the right move. He he knows everyone's optimal move here, and it's to stick together. The problem is the way you make these optimal moves isn't by breaking it down from all perspectives, telling Chappies that he's going to be the target come to merge, and, and laying it on the line for everyone. That's not the way you make the move. Um, because if you presented it that cerebrally, um, and in that logical of a sense, that only makes you seem like a mastermind because if, if you've thought it through this much, then chances are there's something in it for you. Um, and so that that kind of presentation of a move is, is never going to work in this game because it, it uh, for someone like Chappies who doesn't think about it at that you know cerebral of a level, it's just never going to work. Um, and so the the analysis from Mike is, is completely correct. It, it's the complete right read, but that's just not the way you execute it. Um, and when you look at, you know, super fans that have won this game, for example, take like a, like a Nick Wilson or, or like a Tommy Sheehan and like these modern winners that, you know, listen to the podcasts and, um, and really know the game inside and out. They don't make their moves by like having an hour long meeting and breaking it down from all sides and, and, and weighing the pros and cons and the optimal strategy. That's not how they make their moves. They make their moves by building relationships with people and then manipulating those relationships to get what they want, right? Like if, if Tommy at the final four of Island of the Idols said to Nora, here is your optimal move and, and had a an half an hour long meeting with her when he, what, if he breaks down all possible scenarios, Nora's not going to listen to that. The reason why Tommy was able to manipulate Laura is because he built up a relationship with her, knows how to, to influence her and then and just executes his plan. You don't, you don't go up to someone being like, here's your optimal move. This is why you should make it. You kind of have to plant that seed, let it fester a bit, and then and kind of point them in the right direction. You can't just give someone your, your business proposal um, about this is why you should make this move and then just expect that it works because it makes logical sense. Um, although it does make sense, right? Like Chappies probably does make the wrong move here, um, but it, it's just poorly implemented by Mike. Um so yeah, so Santini really emerges to have some strategy here. Um, we see a, a big clip of her kind of playing both sides um, because the Carla and Mike contingent trusts her, um, but also like she's really in the chappy. So we get a big, a big, big kind of couple of confessionals from her as she kind of looks to play both sides, and you know she's really starting to emerge as I, I don't know if I'd go as far to say a power player, but she's going to be involved. And she's not just going to be this this old lady who sits on the outs, even though she's only like thirty four. Um, she's not just going to be that lady who who sits on the outs and gets carried to the end. She she looks pretty determined to have some agency here. So so good on Santini for for really picking up her game here. Um, and Chappies tells us, you know, the pitch totally makes sense, but he he's still pretty reluctant about working with Mike and Carla. Um, he leaves the door open, but even after the conversation, you know, Mike has this always be closing attitude, and he goes to Chappies and Paul and makes sure that they're aligned and they, and Paul's like, you know, we're good. They handshake, they hug, and they're going to start building trust. But um, again, it was not really too much of a doubt that that Chappies and Paul are going to vote out Mike here. Mike was just getting a weird edit from the start. He just never really had a good vibe behind him. Um, and, you know, just never really had the relationships. And, and Chappies and Paul seemed very excited by the prospect of working with people like Sean and Anella and Amy. Um, they're not people who I think need to have a dominant alliance. They're not really looking to play that way. They're just looking to to work with people that 
they get along with, people that they can trust. Um, and Anella and Amy and Sean seem to be those people. And also good on Sean. Um, I don't know if I if I highlighted this enough, but Sean has really integrated himself well. Um, I had him at the bottom of my power rankings last week. Um, and, you know, spoiler alert, he's not at the bottom this week. Um, and even Rainier says, at, when they swap, Rainier says that he looked immediately at his three closest allies and was disappointed when they all got flipped to the other tribe. And he says his three closest allies are Anella, Amy, and Sean, um, which is absolutely flooring that Sean is now one of Rainier's closest allies. Um, so good on Sean. Whatever he was doing in, in those days four, five, and six when we only focused on Buna, um, it was good stuff. So so credit to Sean. Um, again, I, I don't know how much confidence I have in him long term, um, but he's really seemed to, in- to integrate himself well. So good on him. Um, so they arrive at Tribal Council, um, including Amy, who has the necklace on. Um, they immediately talk about the dynamics, how it looks like it's six to three, but you know it's really a three to three to three um, because Paul and Chappies were left out of the last vote and they don't really feel comfortable with Mike and Carla. Um, and Carla says, you know, we, we should have mended those relationships pre-swap um, because it did create factions that we went into the swap with. Um, she hopes that it was now mended, but we will see. Um, Sean says, you know, it's a crack in the majority. majority. If this trust is broken, um, you never really know if you can trust someone again. And so he's continuing to kind of work them. And so is Anella. Um, and Anella says, you know, we're us, like me and Amy and Sean, we're trustworthy. trustworthy. We're open to working with you all. Um, and, and throws Mike and Carla under the bus again, right? Like Mike and Carla came to us the first day we swapped, trying to get us to vote for Chappies. And now you're only interested in repairing things and mending things now that we've lost the challenge and, and now that you realize you're in danger. Um, and, you know, Carla admits kind of this, to this fault. Um, she doubted Chappies and Paul, and of course she had to make these contingency plans. So Carla doesn't say no, um, but but now kind of, you know, is re-expressing her interest to to work with Chappies and Paul, and they, they just never really buy it. Um, it. It's good stuff from from Sean and Anella um, to kind of continue to, to reinforce this point that uh, Mike and Carla were throwing um, Chappies and Paul under the bus, like not even 24 hours before. Um, that's that's the point they should be making. They do. Um, and Mike and Carla just aren't really able to get the trust back. Um, it, it's not a great look for them. Um, Mike said he he tried his best to stay calm and, during camp and like unite everyone. Um, and he straight up just asks Chappie and Paul if they're going to stay strong. They kind of just say, you know, we're sticking to the plan. Um, and Amy says she doesn't have a vote. Chappie's, you know, tells Nicole, it's probably not going to matter. Um and, you know, they're, they're trying to build up some suspense, like, are Mike and Carla going to pull it off? Um, because they, they do kind of have underdog edits from the start, and they were able to do it last episode. But unfortunately, the chips are in, are in Chappie's hands here, and, and he's going to go the other way. Um, and so we see Mike's vote for Anella. We see Anella's vote for Mike. Um, and we know it's going to come down to that that three of, of Chappie's, Paul, and Sansony. They, they've done a good job of putting themselves in the middle. Um, although it, it, it really shouldn't be, like... It, it, it kind of was more the Anella and Amy and Sean contingent that were in the middle. Um, but because of the way that Mike and Carla maneuvered and, and they essentially gave up on creating relationships um, with, with um, Amy and, and Sean and Anella, um, it, it does kind of put the Chappies contingent in the middle. Um, and so, you know, it, I tend to believe that Mike was right. It probably wasn't Chappie's best interest to, to vote for, um, to vote for him to stay here, but, it is what it is. Um, you got to build those relationships. So the votes come out, Mike and Ella, Mike and Ella, Mike, which does it right. We only, we, we, we knew that um, we we were, we had two locked in votes for Mike and we were looking for numbers three, four, and five. And we get number three. So that pretty much does it. Um, but we do get one more Nella and then three more Mike or sorry, two more Mike. Um, Amy was sweating here. Um, as she was pretty worried for Nella here, but her plan did work. She left some sigh of relief. Um, and Carla holds back tears as my my winner pick leaves the game third, right? I, I definitely jinxed it last episode. I was so relieved, so happy that my winner pick wasn't going home in second spot. Um, and I, I screwed myself over and he goes home third spot. So I'm I'm, I'm going to change my pick to number two that was on my list from the jump. Um, I'm not doing, he's not number two this week or not number one this week, but number two at the start was Kieran. Um, so I'm going to switch my pick to Kieran. Um, and I mean, if, if I had made my pick after episode one, I, I definitely would not have picked Mike. Um, he was invisible at the start. He was in hot water episode two, and he goes home episode three. So it's not a great run from him. Um, and, you know, I, I 
if I made my pick after episode one, it would have been completely different for sure. Uh, but that, I mean, that's kind of the variability that you see in these cast assess- assessments. So um, I, I definitely had Mike, I, I knew he was going to be in danger this episode. Um, and it's unfortunate because I, I didn't see this come at the start of the season, but that that is just is what it is. Um, and so, you know, let's talk about Mike. Um, he saw his right move, right? His pitch made complete sense. Uh, but the problem was he never spoke to Chappie and Paul until he needed to in day eight. Um, and by the time they lost that challenge, Nell and Sean had already built better trust with Chappies than Mike ever did. And this is what happens when you immediately get into a duo at the very start and you don't really make relationships with anyone else. Um, and sure, you know, he was able to make those bonds, but with Kieran and kind of an Esu, but um, not really as much, right? So I, he, he kind of completely isolates him and Carla um, they they miss out on those bonds with Chappie and Paul, and um, that that was it, right? So um, Chappie and Paul had no reason to believe that they weren't going to be on the bottom of the alliance should they have gone Mike's way, because um, Mike just didn't do a good enough job of convincing them and, and didn't really form those bonds. Um, and so that that's pretty much what it is. Um, like I, I think Mike definitely has higher upside, but again, we didn't see everything, right? Um, something he did something or, or acted in some way that made everyone think that he was playing so hard and, and was really controlling and, and, and strategic. We never saw that um, from the audience perspective. Um, we never saw Mike being extremely sneaky and strategic and sneaky. Yeah. Um, we, we never saw that, but everyone else did um, because we see Carla out in front, making all the moves, being abrasive, causing all the drama, which I love. I love Carla. I think she's awesome. But that's what we see. We don't see that from Mike. Uh, but apparently everyone else does. Um, and, and that's why he was able to go here. Um, and so, you know, trust has now been built in Zamba. Um, that six look very strong. You know, I have no reason to believe that if, if they go to Tribal Council again, that, that Carla, you know, Carla's definitely going to be the next one to go. Um, it, it could be Warda next after that. Um, she seems to have better bond. And I feel like maybe Chappies recognizes, you know, it, you could cut um, like a, a Sean after that. So who knows? But you know, I all signs point to Carla being the next boot if Zamba goes back. Um, so in the preview, we see that this raid is going to cause drama. Apparently, Amy is going to lie about this. We see Teresa kind of saying that she's got a plan in, in motion here, um, which again makes me think that I think Teresa is is probably going to be um, a candidate to to do some flipping here, and maybe I think Nicole could be in trouble. So yeah, let's get into the power rankings now. That's pretty much all that happened in the episode. Again, I think it was a very strong episode front to back here. Um, I think the editing, they're trying to show us as much as possible um, and, and really give us a comprehensive idea of, of who is going home and why. Unfortunately, the, the byproduct of that is there's not much suspense. Um, it, it's pretty clear who is going to lose the immediate challenge right from the start of the episode. Um, and, and by the time we see like five or 10 minutes of strategizing, it's pretty clear who's going to go home. Um, they throw a curveball last episode when they, they, they kind of made us think it was Mike, but it was really pinty. Um, but here there was, there was really none of that. So interesting stuff. Um, and I think in terms of looking at the, the bigger, the, the bigger picture, the grand scheme of things, um, it was a really good vote, a really cerebral vote and situation here. Um, it just, it wasn't as suspenseful as I would have liked, but that is what it is. Um, so let's talk about power rankings. Um, and so I'll go over really quickly what my power rankings were last time. So at number one, I had Kieran. Um, number two, I had Rainier. I had Anesu as number, my number three. I had Anella at number four. I had Amy at number five. Tyson at number six. Carla at number seven. Nicole at number eight. Marisha at number nine. Chappies at number four. I had Santony at number, sorry, I had Chappies at number 10, Santony at number 11, um, and Santony took the highest jump for anyone um, out of out of everyone. She she jumped up from number 18 to 11. Um, I had Warda at 12, Kion at 13, Mike at 14. Mike took the biggest drop um, from 6 to 14 last episode. Um, Dino at 15, Paul at 16, Teresa at 17, and Sean at 18. Um, so Mike did... I ha- did have him in the 14th place here. And so um, when I calculate and, and how I've kind of been calculating these points here is I'll kind of do it the proportion out of 20 here. Um, and so I kind of divide what 14 would be divided by 18. 
and then I'll like then multiply that by 20 to get like the total perspective because if I just give myself the points for like the ranking of each person who goes home then the vote like episode one is weighted so much heavier than the rest of them um so I do that just so each round is weighted heavily um so because I had Mike in 14th place I earned 15.55 points this episode giving me a total of 50.39 out of 60 uh, which I, I think I'm pretty happy with that you know um, I think, you know, a 50 out of 60, um, it, it's pretty accurate. Um, obviously, I didn't have Mike at the very bottom, um, but I, it's a swap. So any anything could have really happened, right? I had Kieran um, as my number one. And, you know, if, if Orange loses a challenge, Kieran could have been going home. And so anything can happen in the swap here. Um, so let's get to the power rankings for this next episode here. Um, and so I will start at number one here. Actually, I should have started at the bottom. I'll start at the bottom. Um, so number 17, the person I think is most likely to go home next episode, the biggest, actually not the biggest drop, um, going from, from number seven to number 17, I have Carla. As I said, I think, you know, all signs point to Carla going home. If Zomba goes back to tribal council, I don't see any reason to believe otherwise. Um, she hasn't made the bonds. I, I don't think there's much wiggle room. I don't think she can run to Amy and Anella and Sean. I don't think there's anything there. I don't think she can go. She can maybe try to get in with Santini, but I don't think Santini is going to go out on a limb to protect her. Um, I, I think if they go back to, to tribal council, she is going home. Um, and, and in this very similar logic, I have Warda at number 16 because she is the next most likely to go home. Um, Carla could could pull something out of her hat, find an idol, do something, and save herself. Um, and in that case, Warda would be the next target. So um, I have Warda dropping four spots to number 16. And I, I kind of got a sense that Warda's edit was going a bit downhill. That's why I only had her at number 12 last week's power rankings, um, despite her being in fairly good position at the old Vuna camp. Um, so I do have her continuing to fall here. I have her at number 16. Um, and again, I'm, I had such a hard time placing the, these Vuna people because we saw nothing from them. Um, and so I kind of have to do this based on my, my instincts, um, based on the positioning within the tribe here. Um, the idol could throw a wrench into things. And, and who gets sent to Immunity Island could also throw a wrench into things too. Um, so at number 15, or yeah, at number 15 in my power rankings, here I have Nicole. And this is a risk. Um, I have Nicole seemingly out of nowhere going down, going down from number eight all the way down to number 15 for, for almost no reason. Um, but her edit is not making me feel good about her chances. Um, I think she completely... Like, Teresa is the most likely person to flip, and if she, Teresa picks a target, the target is going to be Nicole. Um, so I'm very nervous for Nicole going into this episode. Um, and so number 14, here I have Kion. Um, just because we haven't seen anything from Kion, um, I, I think there's a, like, there, there is an outside chance that, you know, game recognizes game. Rainier is able to form bonds with Kieran and Nanesu and... I think in that case, I, I think Kion would be the target. I just haven't seen enough to, to, to sway me either way on Kion. So I have her at number 14. Um, Teresa, I have at number 13. Um, again, I, I think Teresa is probably most likely to flip, but she's also a likely person to be targeted. Um, I, I don't really know where to put her. I need to see more of the Vunichab before I can, can rank her accurately here. At number 12, I have the biggest drop of the episode. I hate to do it because he's now my official winner pick. My, my second official winner pick here. Um, but I, he's the most vulnerable out of that new group. I hope he can survive it. I, I think he will be able to. Um, but, you know, I, I had a hard time placing any of the people above him, below him. Um, so I have Kieran here at number 12. Um, you know, when I look at the people that are, are right above him, people like Adino, people like Ashan, people like Paul, um, I, have a, I have a very hard time putting any of them below Kieran because I, I think if any of the three of them um, like if, if Vuna loses and, and like they do stay strong and it's either going to be Inesu or Tyson or Kieran, like, unfortunately, I think Inesu is almost a, a lock to go to Immunity Island, um, because she has those bonds with Warda and Chappies and, and Paul and, um, and Santini, you know, it, like if Vuna loses, Inesu is going to Immunity Island. That's a lock. Um, and Tyson has his Immunity Idol. So unless... Like, Kieran is, is, you know, the target. So Kieran is the most dependent on someone flipping. Um, and so I, I hate to do it, but I have to put him low here. I have to put him at number 12. Um, 11, I have Sean. Again, I 
Sean is moving up seven spots to me. I think he did had a great episode. Um, and he seems to be a good job integrating himself, but we haven't seen anything from him, which worries me. Um, and I, I do think he's kind of just, just trailing along whatever Anella does, which is good, but I, I don't know, again, how much faith I have in Sean for the long term. Number 10, I have Tyson. Um, Tyson does have an idol, which might be a saving grace, but I also don't trust him to use it correctly. Um, he is the minority. Um, I have, despite the fact that he has an idol, I have more faith in Kieran than I, I have in him. Um, he, everyone knows he has an idol, essentially. Um, everyone's looking at him. Rainier's looking at him. Um, so I'm worried about Tyson. Um, I have him at number 10. Number nine, I have Paul, um, because Paul is now technically in the majority. Um, again, my his long-term prospects, I think, are very questionable. Um, he just looks like Chappie's henchman at this point. Um, but that's not the worst position to be in the world. I'm sure there, there's other people who wish they were in that position. So um, I do have Paul at number nine. Eight, here I have Dino. Um, I, I didn't know where to put Dino because... I think he's in a good spot because I think if the majority, like if the majority stays strong on, on the new Vuna tribe, um, he's safe. And I think if there's a flip, I don't think he'd be the one flipping, although he might, but I also don't think he'd be the target. I think it's either going to be Rainier or, or Nicole. Um, so I think Dino's good, um, but obviously not great. Um, so I did have him at number eight. Um, but a, a huge bump for Dino. Like, let's not let that go unnoticed here. Um, seven, I have Marisha. I, second episode where we didn't hear anything from Marisha. Um, but she seems like a challenge beast. I, I don't think she's going to be the one that goes home. I, I think if there is a flip, it's probably going to be Nicole that that bites the dust. Um, so I have Marisha getting bumped up from nine to seven. Um, she's probably going to have her around that range all season. I don't think she's winning, but I don't think she's going home anytime soon. Um, at six, I have Anella. Um, when I, I think Anella's in a good position here. He seems to be in. Um, he seemed really confident in this episode. I, I seemed I was really impressed with his abilities. Um, again, his edit is, is a little bit confusing for me. Um, I'm not sure whether he has like serious long-term prospects in this game. Um, but he's in a good position right now, and I, I can't ignore the work he did this game. Um, so I have him at number six. And in a very similar vein, I have Amy at number five. Um, was really impressed with Amy and how she navigated the swap. Um, she, she's probably the, like the MVP of this episode. Um, and so really impressed with Amy. I don't think she's in an amazing position, but she's definitely not in a bad position. Um, so I have her at number five. Number four, here I have Anesu. And you're probably thinking, you know, Anesu is clearly in the minority. Why do you have a number four? A, I think, you know, she's again, like I said, one of the best social players maybe we've ever seen, at least from what we've seen in these three episodes, she connects with absolutely everyone. Um, and I, I don't think she's going to be the target if the majority does stay strong, stay strong there. And as I said, I think she's an absolute lock to go to Immunity Island um, should they lose. Um, so that is why I keep her at four. And plus, I like I think she's getting a great edit. She could be set up to win. And so long-term potential, she has some of the most upside on this whole cast. Number three, um, t- almost the biggest bump that I made for anyone here, I do have Santini at number eight. And I, I literally can't believe this, that, that Santini is going from the bottom spot. Um, it, in For my, my power rankings prior to episode two, I had her in 19th. And she's in third. Um, she's in the driver's seat. Um, and sure, she's Chappie's henchman. I don't really know if she's a long-term prospect, but she's looking good, man. Um, she's sitting with, there with Chappie's and Paul. She's in the center. She seems to have a better head on her shoulders than most people we've seen in her archetype she seems willing to play the game um she's in a good spot um and so i'm i'm gonna give santini the credit while i while i still can so i have her all the way here at number three um number two i have rainier um and you know rainier i i think is in good position and i think he you know is, is being set up as a main character someone who is, is going to be a strategic component of the season um and i i do think that you know, he should be able to survive these next couple episodes, right? He has um, Marisha. He has Nicole. I, I think he should be able to pull in Keon and Dino. I think he should be able to, but I don't know if he will be. And like I said, I am worried about Nicole and think that she could be a victim of a flip. But if they're, if they're feeling ballsy, they, they could go for Rainier here. Um, they could recognize Rainier as a power player, as a center. I don't think they will. I think they'll go for Nicole, um, but I could definitely see it going the other way around. And then finally, number one, I hate to do it because this person 
he he like almost annoys me and i i if he wins the season i will be impressed but completely flabbergasted um but i i can't deny that he he's playing this really well um and he he's now completely in the driver's seat over at the zomba tribe and so i i have chappies at number one um and you know on top of the fact that he's probably in we haven't seen anything from Vuna. So I, when I say that Chappies is in the best position out of everyone in the game, um, noting that we haven't seen what is what life is like over in the Vuna tribe. So I have no idea um, if anyone is in a better position than him. But it looks like he's in the best position out of everyone left in the game. Plus, I think he's probably going to find the immunity idol over at uh, the Zomba camp because Santini seems to be sleeping on it. Um, and plus, he's got diplomatic immunity. So if he ever feels like he's in danger, he can literally just flip to the other tribe. Um, and so I, I, I can't not put Chappies first. Um, again, like he, he's probably going to go down once we see what the power structure is like over at Vuna. Uh, I, you could see an Nessu rise to the top. You could see Muneer rise back to the top. Um, so like you could see Kieran rise back to the top because Kieran was number one before. He could be number one after. Um, so once we get a better sense of Vuna, uh, I'm not sure whether Chappie is going to retain that position, but, you know, he he is, I think, far and away the least likely person to go home next week. Um, I think there is close to a 0% chance Chappie goes home in the next two or three episodes. Um, I'm going to say that, and he's I'm, I'm probably jinxing it for him, um, but I think he's in the safest position, he's in the best position, and he's got some advantages and some good allies, some loyal allies by his side. So as much as I hate it, because... Uh, like he's definitely not my kind of player, um, but he he's playing a pretty good game so far, and I have to give him credit for that. So that's my power rankings in review. I have Chappies at one, Rainier at two, Santini at three, Inesu at four, Amy at five, Anella at six, Marisha at seven, Dino at eight, Paul at nine, Tyson at ten, Sean at eleven, Kieran at twelve, Teresa at fourteen, sorry Teresa at thirteen, Kian at fourteen. Nicole at 15, Warda at 16, Carla at 17. And so that's where we stand going into episode three, uh, or sorry, going into episode four. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, please make sure to give me a follow, a subscribe, a good rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Um, I just, I'm about to wrap up my coverage of Survivor Africa on my main rewatch series, um, and I'll be going strong with all my coverage of Survivor South Africa as well um, every week. So thank you so much for listening. Um, this has been the Worth Playing For podcast, and I will see you next time.